Hi folks, it's Dr. Christine Sauer here with Sparkles for Better Mental Health. Welcome to a new episode of the podcast and video show. And I'm excited today to have Alison Blad. Do I con pronounce it correctly? Probably you not. Perfectly. <laughs> oh, thank you so much because Alison is not only a registered nutritional therapist and a beauty therapist, she is living in the wilds of Sweden after she fell for the charms of a Viking man. Wow. <laughs> now you have to tell us how uh, you came to work in the health and wellness industry and focus on menopausal health with uh, helping women like us uh, to sparkle with better diet, lifestyle, and mindset. Yeah, uh, <clears throat> my story actually started when I was a teenager because I had, uh, when I was growing up, I had uh, acne, I had very bad skin. And I mean, it's a tough enough time, isn't it, when you're a teenager without having skin problems. And that really led me into the interest in hormones because even at such a young age, I, I kind of realized that I didn't just want to take medication, that there must be some other way. So I really started to look into it and, and think about what I ate, exercising uh, and everything, even, even at a long, young age. And, I, and that's what really pushed me into studying to become an esthetician, so a beauty therapist initially. Uh, because I wanted to learn more about the skin and why this had happened to me. And because of my interest and fascination for hormones, this really led me into the, the client group of, of women that had hormonal skin issues. So the majority of my clients were perimenopausal, menopausal women, because you can actually develop acne because of the hormone uh, fluctuations and changes, you can develop that in later life, plus many other skin issues. But I soon very soon realized that it wasn't enough just to treat the body from the outside you you had to work it on it from the inside and that's when I went back to university and studied to be a, a nutrition I studied nutritional science and studied to be a nutritional therapist and ever since then uh, I've been working with uh, menopausal perimenopausal women to support them to coach them through this difficult period in their time with nutritional uh, programs and advice de depending on, on, on what they need. And I think my fascination also was not only with, with to do with hormones and, and skin, it was also to do with, I really remember my like mother and grandmother and all their like female friends when I was growing up, having, you know, my mother, we used to have hot flashes, but as a kid, you don't, I didn't really understand what that was. And I'd say to her, you know, are you okay? What's going on? And she'd just be like, oh, no, no. You know, we don't talk about these things. Just, just brush it under the carpet. But it fascinated me because they, nobody helped these, these ladies and they were really suffering. So I've kind of made it my mission to, to support uh, women through this time period and, and really get rid of the stigma attached to menopause. Yeah, it's not that we get crazy when we go on menopause and those hot flashes are not in our imagination. It's really true. We get suddenly hot and then the whole body gets drenched. So what did you find out was the reason? I mean, yes, the hormone changes are some of the reason, but there's other reasons that people can suddenly get what they think is a hot flash and break out in a sweat and start shaking, that really has to do more with the sugar levels, right? 
Yeah, it's quite interesting when you look at the research because we still we still don't really fully understand the reasons why we get hot flushes. Wow. Uh, it's kind of as if the the, the body's thermostat has, has just gone a bit out of control due to the decline in estrogen and progesterone. Um, but absolutely, I, I totally agree with you with with blood sugar uh, balance. That is so. I mean, that is so crucial in general, but it's it's really crucial through perimenopause and menopause. And also anxiety and stress, you know, that that can bring on uh, hot, hot flushes. Absolutely. If you're if you're really you know, overwhelmed or, or worried about something that can can stimulate uh, hot flushes uh, events. But it's to do with the, the body's thermostat uh, being a bit out of whack because of all the all the declining and, and the hormones, you know, they're not in perimenopause. Your hormones like a roller coaster, isn't it? It's not they're not just declining they're, they're all over the place yeah it seems like uh the, the the thermostats are all broken and they spin around in circles and mix up and and it, it doesn't work properly until everything comes back to calming so uh, you said about stress and menopause what do you think why are women in menopause affected by stress stress differently or more than women at other stages of their life yeah i mean th there's different lots of different ways you can really look at stress during menopause and and one of the the things that i see with a lot of my clients is that this this midlife period so when when you're coming into perimenopause which the majority of women don't actually realize they are in perimenopause <clears throat> they just put it down to you know life in general being overwhelmed and you know when you're in midlife you, you possibly have children at home you've got a career you maybe have parents that are getting slightly older that need looking after there's a lot to do so you, you're already quite stressed and then on top of that you start developing these symptoms of uh, perimenopause and that can just really escalate the stress and the stress response and one of the stress hormones uh, in particular called cortisol, that can really become unbalanced during perimenopause and menopause. And that can lead on to other uh, issues like going back to uh, raised blood sugar levels, et cetera. So okay. I think it's the, <clears throat> one of it is the lifestyle. Yes. Yeah, cortisol. lifestyle factors and, and also hormones. So, uh, Many people have that those pimples around the mouth in menopause and uh, that are caused by hormones and the cortisol because they both mimic male hormones and can produce those acne. And when you go to the doctor, they often give you some pills or some creams and they don't really solve the problem. And some women put cosmetics on it so much that that alone produces even more pimples and it, it makes makes it so worse so what can they do to balance their skin and mood and stress with lifestyle and food yeah there, there's so many things that you can do uh, naturally to really you know work with your skin and, and your mood because uh, the the what we call the happy hormones like your, your dopamine your oxytocin etc they're really affected as well during uh, perimenopause because of the, the decline in estrogen. We need estrogen to keep these, these hormones in balance. So what you really need to think about doing, if we talk about the nutrition side first, is, 
you know, I'm, I'm a really big believer is to work on the gut health first, you know, work on improving digestion and how you absorb foods. Because a lot of a lot of the time people when they have uh, maybe acne or, or breakouts on the skin, it, it comes from the gut. So and also, you know, you have to think when you're going into perimenopause, estrogen is, is really we have estrogen receptors all over the body, including in, in the gut and the gut integrity is compromised because of the decline in estrogen. So you're, you might find that your gut health deteriorates and you know you maybe have uh, diarrhea or you're constipated, uh, your microbiome, which is the gut bacteria, uh, which really helps us, our immune system and, and gut brain health is really affected. So you, one thing, gut talking about gut health, is you really want to work on probiotics, which are our... Um, good bacteria it's the bacteria we want in the gut uh, and that you can gain through eating fermented foods like sauerkraut kimchi uh, kefir which is a, a fermented yogurt uh, kombucha is, is a drink and the, in these products in these foods they have all these wonderful like good bug bugs that we want in our, our gut and that can really help to balance the gut and make you feel better in, in general. I mean, there's a lot of research to back that up, up about the, the gut uh, microbiome. So really getting in those sort of foods and eating all lovely green leafy vegetables, all the, the fibers, because not only do these little bugs, you know, they like that they're the natural um, foods that we eat, they need what we call prebiotics. And prebiotics are the foods the good bugs like so it's a bit like tending a garden you know you, you have to feed these bugs so they thrive there so really looking after gut health and then one key thing as well is is removing uh highly processed refined foods and sugars uh going back to blood sugar balance how, how detrimental that is you know to our health in general but especially as you go into perimenopause because research is saying that we have a higher tendency to become insulin resistant when, when we have lower estrogen levels. And, and that basically means that your body can't maintain um, blood sugar balance and your blood sugar may be raised. And that leads to many things like weight gain and, and mood swings. And, you know, it's, it's not good for your health in general. So eating a a good diet, reducing sugar, more of what we call a Mediterranean style diet. This has actually again been shown to have really good effects on, on health. And it's all your lovely healthy fats and oils, avocados, olive oil, fish, white meats, and nuts and seeds, etc. So there's so much I could talk about nutrition <laughs> for hours. There's so many wonderful things you can do nutritionally wise. And then lifestyle is 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 key is stress management and I know everyone's really you know they hear that all the time don't they'll manage your stress manage your stress but it really is so important during perimenopause because it does make your symptoms worse like hot flashes anxiety concentration brain fog finding a way that you can manage your stress levels because, you know, I say to my clients, you know, it's not realistic to go and tell you to do an hour's yoga or go and meditate for an hour because most people don't have that time and it becomes another stress moment. Taking 10 minutes a day to go for a walk, sit outside, drink a cup of tea, just something where you can switch off. 
I'm, I'm a big uh, believer in breathing techniques as well that really help to, you know, calm the body down and, and get your body back in a, a more relaxed state. So they're, they're, they're some of the tips that I would give, but there's, there's loads more as well. <laughs> I'm absolutely convinced of that. Now, you touched on the weight gain that often happens or the problems with weight loss <laughs> that even more commonly is encountered when women are midlife. Now, sometimes it's imaginary because they're not really overweight, but most of us are actually a little bit or a lot overweight. And I know a lot about it. I was at some point 315 pounds myself. So there's it's it's hard to lose weight it's even harder to keep it off why is it so hard in menopause and what do you tell women that come to you and say i want to lose weight i'm in menopause but somehow i i eat less and i can't release the weight yeah it, it is a, it's a very tricky area and it's it's an area that like you say christine it's it's not for everyone but it's very very common in midlife and it's it's really there's so many different aspects to it that you really have to look at and, and find out you know what is going on when, when I work with clients I work with a functional medicine model so I really get to the root cause of, of what is going on it's like peeling back the layers of an onion you know and, and seeing there's so many aspects to weight gain in midlife and, and again it's an area that we really we don't fully understand yet but what I tend to do with my clients is is first of all you know talk to them and say that in general never mind the menopause as we go as we age you know the the aging process our metabolism and our, our metabolic system does slow down uh, so really what you ate when you were younger like the portion size you actually can't eat that amount when you get older because of the metabolic rate you don't burn that energy like you used to so that's one area and also with the levels in the, the declining levels in hormones that they we find that that does also um you know you need to reduce portion control because it has a lack of estrogen has an effect on your metabolic metabolic health so that's one reason another area that, that is very interesting is as women become older the thyroid uh, issues come into play and it's worth and it's an area that, that needs to be looked at if you are gaining weight and you know you really are eating very healthily and exercising etc because your thyroid hormones your, your thyroid is like the engine of your body and if that's not working producing hormones like it should be that one of the symptoms of that is weight gain the symptoms of, of thyroid uh, especially hypothyroidism are very similar to menopausal symptoms so sometimes it that does actually you know get get forgotten so looking at thyroid and then what happens when we come into midlife is that majority of people find that they put weight on around the stomach area around the abdomen area um, and that is even more so if we're chronically stressed because cortisol going back to cortisol is a stress hormone and if you're constantly stressed you, you will store fat and that is normally around the abdomen area. So working, I always say to people with weight loss, work on your stress levels even before you start working on nutrition because that is really, really key to, to helping people to lose weight. 
And I think understanding as well with weight loss that crash diets don't work, you know, especially when you're menopausal, the last thing you need is the, the stress on your body of, of not eating. So it's really adopting a, a new lifestyle uh, with no processed foods, no sugary foods, really whole foods, you know, eating protein, which is crucial. Uh, that also makes you feel satisfied. Uh, and then, you know, cutting back on all, all the refined carbohydrates that, that cause you to gain weight due to raised blood sugar and insulin levels. So it's, it's really, you have to tackle weight gain from many different areas. There isn't, unfortunately, a quick answer to it. It would be too nice, wouldn't it? It would be too yeah, easy. Sell <laughs> and you'll be thin. Uh, it doesn't work that way in real life. <laughs> yes, no. pills for weight loss, but usually they have more side effects and positive effects. I'm not a fan of it at all. And I'm pretty sure you are not either because that's not the way that the human frame is meant to function. We are meant yeah. to eat real food and not what I sometimes call food stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's good. I like that, that food stuff, really. It's like, I, I mean, our food environment, my opinion of our food environment, that we, we live in a quite a toxic food environment and it, uh -huh. it, it's just so detrimental to health. Yeah, there's just one pet peeve that I like to talk about. When I came to Canada, I looked around what, what was available for foods and I was born in Germany. And there's one particular food that sparked my interest. It was yellow. It says it has real cheese. It's called cheese whiz. So I looked at it, I actually bought a small bottle and I opened it and it repelled me. I said, that's yellow plastic. And people put that on their bread and in their body. I can't believe it. I did not eat that. But people actually eat it and like it. I don't get it. <laughs> no, I, I try to tell my clients if you, you know, when you're going shopping, try to just buy whole foods or don't, you know, if you look at it, if you're buying something, you look at the packaging and it's got more than four or five ingredients on, then really you know don't buy it try to just buy pie like things that you could you know what they are you know that's a chicken that's a fish uh -huh. that is a good tip now uh you talked about what you do with clients tell us a little bit about if somebody says oh i need that i'm i'm in midlife i need somebody to help me navigate that i want to lose weight my mood swings are crazy i have heart flashes i'm stressed out how can i reach alison how can i learn more about her and maybe talk to her uh, what it means to work with her yeah i i work with my clients on a one-to-one -one basis very individual very tailored to what you actually need because it, it's very different uh what even though we have similar symptoms going through menopause everyone has different goals so i work on a one-to-one -one basis and developing a program specifically for the client's needs and also key key areas support giving giving people the support because it's all very well telling someone what to do but actually doing it can be quite tricky and and i'm very much a believer in giving realistic uh goals because i understand that you know, we, we all have, we're all busy and we all have uh, 
stressy lives. So it has to be something that you can actually put in place. The best way to get me is through my uh, website, which is alisonblard.com. Uh, and on that website, I actually have a, a free uh, ebook download, which is called, well, there's, there's quite a few in the resources page, but there's actually called one uh, Food for Mood. Uh, which gives you ideas of recipes, a meal plan that can really help boost your mood and, and happy hormone levels when you're going into perimenopause, because we all can get a bit, we can all have mood swings, can't we, and be a bit irritable and anxious. So, so that's available there on the resources page. And then I'm on all the social media links, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn and, and that's Alison Blard's so the easiest way to find me there. And that is wonderful. And I'll make sure that underneath this video and, and the show notes in the podcast version that there's all your links so people can actually go there and check it out. And I looked myself at those ebooks that you mentioned. They are amazing. I can't wait to download a few and cook the recipes and see what my husband says to it and my dog. Uh, <laughs> Dogs can love sweets too. Oh. My dog is a sweet lover. Oh, yeah, they do. Don't, don't, give, him, don't, don't give him meat. Give him sweets. He's crazy, but he's a dog, so that's okay. Oh. Now, Alison, I thank you very, very much for being on the show today. It's a pleasure to talk about menopause and what people can do naturally to feel better, look better, and be healthier overall. And as I always say, we both uh, uh, help people to sparkle in some ways. And I always say when several people sparkle together, we get fireworks. <laughs> so let's end the show with the beautiful firework. I recommend all of you, if you like what Alison said, uh, go to her website, look at the books, uh, book a free call if you want to and talk to her and see if uh, you may want her to support you in your journey to better health in midlife. Oh, thank you so much. That's very kind of you. And yeah, keep sparkling. I'm a big sparkler as well. <laughs> oh, absolutely. It's so inspirational and we all love at night. We look up at the starry sparkling sky and we imagine how it would be to sparkle like the stars but we can do it can't we all right thank you so much that's the end of today's episode make sure you tune in to the next episode of sparkles for better health uh, uh, watch out and make sure you subscribe so you don't miss a single video or podcast bye bye